Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Support for this week's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you really don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello and welcome in to the StarCast Mark Studios along with Christian Chambers and we got brother James here tonight as well. I am Ryan and we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app along with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, hey guys, how are y'all doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm here to talk about hockey and eat bean dip and I am fresh out of bean dip. <laughs> Well, we've got uh, several things to talk to you guys here about tonight. Dang, that was a very awkward cough there, Chris. It was aggressive, sorry. A little aggressive. You can hear that over the mic. Dang. Okay, anyways, uh, we are going to talk to you guys tonight about a lot of uh, development camp uh, players. Because uh, currently, over this past week, the Dallas Stars have held a, a closed-to-the-public development camp for a lot of their prospects, and that includes, you know, all the typical ones that have just been uh, drafted from this past year's draft. It's uh, some of the older ones, like uh, Maverick Bork. Uh, I believe uh, Riley Tufty is still in there as well. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of other players, but we're going to focus in on uh, two in particular tonight. Uh, one, I believe, has a, a D, I wouldn't say a great, but a decent shot of making the NHL roster, and then the other j- doesn't really have a shot just because they're absolutely loaded in his position. But so, he's surprising people. He is, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit tonight as well. Um, but first, uh, what we want to talk about is just a couple of things that have been going around uh, the NHL lately. Um, preseason is less than two weeks away, guys. It, it's, it, it's getting closer and closer to training camp, so... Uh, this off season has definitely felt shorter than others. So maybe that's a good thing. And I definitely think it's a good thing for us. Uh, maybe not so much for the players, but for us, hockey comes back sooner. 
And uh, one of the biggest things that we've actually heard about today was uh, because of Craft Hockeyville USA. Sorry if I can actually talk. Craft uh, Hockeyville USA awarded a preseason game to the city of El Paso in Texas. So out in my neck of the woods. So I'm really excited about that. I'm trying to get uh, tickets to that game. And it's going to be held uh, where the El Paso Rhinos, who are an NAHL team where they play, and it's going to be the Stars and the Coyotes. So, that, of course, just the two closest teams to El Paso. So uh, that'll be fun. And uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of marketing lately from the Stars has been more about, hey, let's push Texas hockey, not just the DFW area. Do you think that's a good idea, Chris? What do you think? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, especially, I forgot, they, they added some new, like, marketing director guy. And he's really just going to start pushing hockey towards Mexico and to more Mexican audiences, which is a really great thing, obviously, because like almost half the state is Hispanic now. <laughs> so why not market to them? And they would love hockey. So <laughs> um, also, we have all those states around us that don't even have a hockey team. So of course, we need to be expanding to those as well. So I'm hoping that these, that the, the new marketing guy and this, ho- this hockey game will spread that out a lot more. Because I know it's not it's not a very big thing in many other places, even other than DFW. Even in Houston, there's not very many hockey fans. Even here in College Station, where I am, there's not very many hockey fans. So definitely need to start spreading it out wider because you've got the core base of fans in DFW already. I think that's pretty strong. Well, honestly, if you go back and look, uh, and again, people are still pushing for it. They say, oh, this is a future rivalry interstate rivalry because a lot of people are still saying oh well uh arizona is going to be moved to houston sooner rather than later and i still don't see that happening uh, we've, we've talked about that on this podcast before but a lot of people are excited because they're like this is a possible future interstate rivalry between these two franchises so uh we'll see how that goes and uh good for the nhl to do stuff like this especially in in the smaller markets like this in the middle of nowhere places like this, this is absolutely fantastic yeah. to show for the NHL to show that they care about the smaller markets. And, I and always not... love the I always love the Hockeyville USA stuff. It's super fun. I've watched the past like three years, I think, just this preseason game, just because all the stuff like between whistles and between periods and stuff they do is so cool. It's just it's cool to hear about a smaller community that's not really any different from other communities, but they had this really cool thing happen to them and. They're getting all the upgrades and stuff and telling about how excited they are for their hockey season and for their hockey teams. It's cool to hear about places like that full of people that care about hockey that much. Right. And believe it or not, in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, you know, literally West Texas, as far west as you can get in Texas, uh, there is a NAHL team that the the community loves. So uh, good for good for the NHL to do this uh, sort of thing. And hopefully this continues because uh, I, I love – hearing stories about this and the stories that are behind some of these uh, some of these cities that win. And what's awesome about this, too, is that this is a Texas city. I mean, most of the cities that have won Craft Hockeyville USA have been, you know, up in the Michigan, north, Michigan, Canada. Minnesota. Yeah. Well, well, Canada actually has their own Craft Hockeyville, oh, uh, yeah. I think. Well, but, but, <laughs> but, yes, it's basically Canada. It's north. It's, it's all the northern stuff. So... I'm just glad that uh, El Paso won. Super, 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 super cool. Um, uh, Dallas is getting all the first for things like that. I mean, first Southern team to host the Winter Classic, first win for Hockeyville USA. I mean, we're pretty amazing. We're a great market. <laughs> Good job, Stars fans. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I and I make this argument all the time, and I really think this is true when it comes to this. And and y'all tell me if I'm wrong about this or not. You're wrong if about the, this. <laughs> you always say I'm wrong, Chris, but it's okay. If the Stars had not won the Cup as early as they did, the franchise would not be as successful as they are now. Yeah, that's Is that a fair statement? That's definitely true, it's especially when it comes to, like, diehard hockey fans. Like, there wouldn't be hardly as many diehard hockey fans as there is right now because if you look at it for a Southern team – there is a lot of diehard hockey fans. And for a DFW team, there's a lot of diehard fans. For most teams in DFW, there's not that many fans that are going to go to that many games, no matter how good the team is. But the Stars are one of them. I mean, that for, for me, that's like 
that's how like Florida is in this situation right now. Like, it, if a couple of years ago, if you looked in their stadium while they were playing, they had no fans in there at all. It is super crucial to be able to be at least good. Yeah, and and when, and when the stars were bad, like, I mean, their fans obviously went went down, but it wasn't as bad as Florida's was. If you look at Florida games, there was literally nobody in the stands. <laughs> Well, I mean, that happens when you don't win a playoff round since 1996, and your Not franchise stars, was though. founded in 1993. So, uh, you know, speaking of it, let's let's talk about Florida for a second. I know it's a random tangent, but Florida's supposed to be good this year, right? They're supposed to be good last year. They, I mean, they were good last they year. Were, yeah. Yes, they're a lot better this year. <laughs> yes, and... And uh, honestly, with some of the moves they've made, and I mean, they they went out and paid their players who they thought deserved it. Uh, and, and they're scary, you know. I, in in some of the way too early uh, standing predictions that I've seen, some people have gone so bold enough to put uh, Florida ahead of Tampa Bay, and Florida wins the Atlantic Division, which I, I think is insane. I don't think that's insane. I don't think that's insane either. Yeah. Really? Okay, tell me why. Tell me why. Tampa lost a lot and Florida gained. It's pretty much that easy. It's not I only mean, that for me. Is that Tampa feels like a more built team for the playoffs. I mean, even last season, they didn't top off the division, and they still went all the way. Yeah. Well, for for me, I, the only thing, maybe it's just a recency bias thing that I have. It, maybe it's just because Tampa won the Cup recently, and that, that might be it. And, and, I mean, like you said, they did lose their entire third line. So they lost Coleman. They lost Barkley Goudreau. They lost Annie Gord. All in, they're all three in different places now. So, and none of them are third liners anymore. <laughs> right, and none of them are paid like third liners anymore either. Yeah. Blake Coleman getting like $6 million a year, I think, six or five or $6 million a year, something like that a in lot. Calgary. Uh, but my, my thing is, is that Tampa always just seems to find other players to fit the bottom six. And – I mean, they didn't touch their core. They still have Hedman. They still have Sergachev. They still have Vasilevsky. Holy crap. Uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point. Uh, yeah, they're still Palat. really good. And if they don't win, they're going to be number two. But it's not a crazy prediction, I don't think. So, and, you know, let me mention this, too, because I, I was watching a Hockey Guy video again today, uh, and it was from yesterday, and he was talking about uh, his predictions, and then two other sports uh, groups that were talking about their own predictions. And uh, there was a prediction by Sportscaster that actually had, get this, I, I think this is hilarious. They had the star second, which is exactly what I said. Uh, and, but the, the thing that made me feel less great about it is that they had the New York Rangers winning the Metro division, which makes absolutely no sense. Well, if you, if, you, so, if, you, if you heard what the hockey guy had said about that, he said that if their young players play like up this year, like a lot of they're expecting some of them to, but if they all play up like that, they definitely have a chance to do that. If every single one does, yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's not going to happen. And even if every not. single one does, then they have a chance to win the division. <laughs> like, there, there, there's no. It's a bold prediction, without a, without a doubt. I agree with that. Yeah, but I love how bold it is. It's awesome. It, it, it's not like it. They didn't, it's not, it's I not mean, bold. It's stupid. It's a dumb. No, it's bold. It's, bold. it's it may be stupid, but it is bold. But at the same time, it, it, I mean, we I put made my bold prediction and said that Dallas would finish second, right? And I said they might even That's not be that able bold, to. Though. They really that is very them. no. That is very bold according to the rest of the league. The rest of the league doesn't think the Stars are going to get second. That they, most they... most believe that they're going to be a playoff team, but they all believe that it's going to they're going to be a wild card playoff team, like fourth or fifth. And by the way, every every prediction I've seen has had five teams from the Central getting into the playoffs. So I've mean? seen I've seen the Stars get fourth and fifth, and it. And I've never seen them get third, so it's either been second, fourth, or fifth. So I hope it's second, but we'll see. Uh, I- anyways, that that was just kind of random to to get to that point. But you know, I, I really think that Florida will be a, a really good team this year, and I can I'm see very them getting. Glad that we're not in their division anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. Can you imagine having to deal with uh, th- that same division again? You still have. You would still have to deal with I mean... Tampa. <laughs> 
I don't you know still, if the central is much better. <laughs> the, the, I, I think that the equal. I think the central is more equal, but I think the teams are weaker in the central, and the teams in the Atlantic that were in the central are stronger. So like yeah, you've got I'll, the I'll you've got the Carolina, you've got the Tampa, you've got the Florida. I mean, though all three of those teams I think would push for second in our division. Yeah, I think it's less likely that we are ahead of one of those three teams than we would be ahead of other teams in our division. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. So I mean, that's that's just what I think. They're in the same division. Carolina, Tampa, and Florida. No. No? Am I wrong? I'm crazy. What's the division? In the met in the metro, it's the Rangers, Carolina. Islanders. Okay, Carolina's in the metro. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Carolina is in the metro. Okay, yeah, I thought they. Okay, I thought they were in the. I thought they were in the Atlantic. But, I don't watch but, Eastern no. Conference hockey. That's just yeah, hockey. I don't watch too much either. But okay, anyways, uh, we don't. We went off on like three or four different tangents there. Anyways, okay, and then we look the, like idiots. Yeah, then we like. <laughs> um. Anyways, getting to the, our next little bit of news for from this past week. Um, so last week. It was breaking news that Sidney Crosby was going to be out for about six to eight weeks because of a uh, wrist surgery that he encountered. Yep, and, and we said that they'd be fine because they still have Malkin. And come to figure out, guess who else is hurt? <laughs> they don't have Malkin. <laughs> Man, and, and this is a team that uh, – let, let's talk about the Penguins for a second because it is, it is so weird to talk about the Penguins and figure out – if this team is finally on the decline or if they're going to stay there just because uh, they have Crosby and Malkin. Now, to start the season, they won't have either one, and that's their first and second line center gone like that and, you know, two-fifths of their number one power play gone. So, uh, wh- I mean, wh- what is y'all's feelings on the Penguins? I, I mean, let- let's just say that they that both Crosby and Malkin are- come back and they're fine and everything like that. But uh, how do they end up? How, do they do, do they miss the playoffs? Do, are they first in the division? What's the deal? Even if they come back, they're still expecting six to eight weeks for both of them, I think. And even at that point, that's a crazy uphill battle. So even if they both come back and they're still just as effective this year as they were last year, I think they still are a, a bubble team, maybe. And that's giving them a little too much credit, in my opinion. But like a bubble team minus. <laughs> so maybe like a... Uh... Maybe what we're thinking, like the New York Rangers, kind of. Yeah, they're they're like, kind of a, a bubble minus, maybe a bubble average playoff yeah. team, something like that. Yeah, it, it'd, be, it'd be crazy awesome if they got in. And if, if they did get in, then they would be pretty good because they would have had to have a crazy run to get in. Well, and but. again, I, but I'll disagree with you there, Chris, because here's, here's the thing. If you look at, and again, this is probably recency bias with me, but – when you look at how they've done the past couple of years, they've been a fantastic regular season team. Fantastic. It, uh, up to the point where last year they got first in the division and, you know, they were being told, oh, these guys are too old. These guys are too old. We need to start bringing some younger guys to, to play with uh, Crosby and maybe get him one more cup ring. But they finished first in their division. They won the division. And then they got, and then they got absolutely slaughtered in the playoffs. I, I don't I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't seven games. It was it was either five or six. So the, the the thing is, and that's been the consistent thing every single year for the past three years. Them and the Washington Capitals have been the exact same way. They do fantastic in the regular season, and then they absolutely suck it up in the playoffs. First round exits almost every single time. I mean, uh, the the Capitals haven't won a round since they won the Stanley Cup in 2018. That's that's how bad it is. That's all I need. So, <laughs> well, and, and that's just that's just what I think. I, I don't know. I mean, James, do you have any thoughts on that? Am I crazy? Do the, do the Penguins? I mean, I mean, I don't know what to expect from this team. I I feel like the Penguins don't go on streaks. They kind of just are always consistently good enough to like win games and get into the playoffs. So for me, with them not having the beginning of the season up, it's going to be really hard for them to try to get back into a playoff spot. And I, I just don't think they can make it back there, honestly. I think they, like, just miss playoffs. Uh-huh, two against one. 
close. I, I think they I think they make the playoffs. I think they'll be second or third, and then they'll lose in the first round again. And then that'll be it. And then after this year, it'll be they'll be a bubble team, or they'll miss the playoffs every year well, after it's that. It's two against one, so Starcastle Grimark's official well, position is that they will miss the playoffs. <laughs> all right, I let's ha- let's ha- let's have a vote. Who? All right, let's everyone say Ryan's right. Raise your hand. Ooh. James, raise your hand. Ooh. James, raise your hand. Ooh. Dang it. Okay, all in favor of Chris. Aye. Uh, nah. Screw both of y'all. <laughs> I heard it. Exactly. I heard it. Hey, all, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know the hockey guy's, like, little thing where he's, like, the Flyers always make it in every even year? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is it's, it's an even year, and the Penguins are kind of, like, falling off because their injuries spot for the Flyers right there. Yeah, but he's still... Yeah. He still put the Flyers outside of the draw. playoff. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, he does listen to himself. But now Crosby and Malkin are both hurt as well. I'm sure he did not make the power rankings when he when he when, in knowledge of that. Yeah, that's I guess that's true as well. So, but okay, uh, Chris really wanted me to mention this next one because he thinks this is a really big deal. So we're gonna go ahead and mention because he absolutely loves the secondary logo of the Stars. That's the logo that's on the uh, the blackout jersey. And uh, he wanted to point this out that the secondary logo is actually the center ice logo. So he is very excited about that. He is very happy that the stars decided to do that. Chris, you have the floor. Go ahead. I love that so much. The little, <laughs> the little red line has a little Texas's on it too. They've always done that, but now it looks extra cool because like the middle one's like a big old Texas. And the secondary logo is so cool because it's got the shape of Texas. And it looks like the A&M secondary logo, which is also cool. The A&M secondary oh, logo. Oh, so Texas now the, the truth comes A&M. out. You don't really care about the logo. You just like the connection to the to the Aggies. That's what no. it is. I think, I think the Stars had this logo before the Aggies did it, actually. So Yeah. But anyway, it's super cool. Y'all should all go look at their uh, social medias. I think it's on Twitter. It was on all of them. It was on all of them. It was on Insta, too. So, yeah. it's very cool. Go like the picture because it's amazing. And I am so happy to be looking at that for 42 games. Okay, so let me mention this as well because I think this is absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, so there was some, I, I forget where I saw this from, but uh, I think it was Josh that posted it on the, the, the fan club group again on Facebook. But it was like the 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 worst logos or whatever like the the logos ranked in the nhl or something like that and the the stars were second to worst second to worst is that fair what i mean maybe we're biased really you think it's just complete bullcrap oh yeah all those oh fans say that this logo is yeah it's all bullcrap if we we can't even trust political polls. How are we supposed to trust polls on things that don't even matter? <laughs> well, that that's exact <laughs> that's exactly why I would say that those are more reliable than no. <laughs> than the political <laughs> political polls. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" The Minnesota Wild logo was top five, so no, I don't believe that poll. Okay, but the Minnesota Wild logo is actually pretty cool. I love the logo. It is and so they, stupid. No, I disagree. They have a great logo. Well, now, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, you're an idiot. Okay, anyways. It is complicated. That is my thought on it. So he doesn't like it. Right. So, <laughs> whatever. But, okay. So, it's one. <laughs> man, I love democracy. I actually stopped talking. Ja- James, why did I invite you on this <laughs> podcast James anyway? James is coming on every podcast <laughs> from now on. Okay. It's 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 it must be like the, the younger the younger boys against James the older boys. Yeah, same. man. I mean, in in the group, it's older, middle, youngers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 it's stay the, together. Yeah. It, it's no. in groups of three. There's there's me and Zach. We're the older ones. You, you two and Casey are the middles, and then you know Travis and Cooper are the youngest. So whatever. But. Uh, Anyways, okay, so this also got me thinking, um, should the stars get rid of their old logo if this poll is, if this poll is like technically correct and the stars, 
Well, I sorry, mean, the new logo. I'm thinking the new logo. No. So should the stars get rid of their, their D and the star in the way that it is? Should they get rid of that in favor, Chris, of the secondary logo? That's my question. Does that make it hard for you? Yes. Yes? What do you think? <sighs> Put you on the spot now, didn't I? Hold on. Now he's going to have to go look at it. <laughs> now, if you ask me, I actually like the new logo. And when they, when now it, it's the same thing with any logo that first comes out there. It's very rare that a logo comes out and then immediately everybody likes it. Right. It's, it's very rare um, that I mean, Vegas kind of got the same the same vibe when they released uh, their logo is kind of. No, their logo still sucks. It's a Spartan helmet, and they're the Knights, so that makes no sense. It's not a Spartan helmet. It's a good logo. It's not a Spartan helmet. It's a good It's a good logo. It is the Golden Knights logo. We know it's a Spartan helmet. Everybody look up a Spartan helmet right now. Shut up. No, but anyways, I really do like their logo. and But... Anyways, uh, if you ask me, I I don't I don't mind the secondary logo. I do like the secondary logo, but I don't think we should be going to it full time over the the current logo. That's yeah, just me. After looking at it, I have to agree. the The primary logo is just it's it's simpler, and it just exemplifies what Dallas is: big bright stars. It's the big D. We got a big D. That's freaking cool. Well, what about? Can you see the stars ever bringing back like their old color scheme from like when they won the cup and like when oh, I no. was little? No. You don't the, think they'll ever bring that I back? I like the the new color scheme is way better. Having three colors is stupid. Having two main colors is definitely the way to go. Well, the only reason why a lot of people want to bring it back is obviously just because the stars won the cup in that that color scheme. And for me, that's that's huge because you know me being little and us being the best team in the NHL and everything, that I've got it like a spe- special connection to that color scheme and everything. So I I hope they bring it back one day, but I think they got as close as they did with the reverse retro this year. I mean that was well, the old star logo with the jer- new colors. A jersey like that, like the Hurricanes have the Whalers jerseys. That's not even close to their real color scheme. So a throwback jersey, I would love a throwback jersey with the original star pattern on the bottom with the original colors with the like an exact replica. That would be cool, but not as their actual colors. And for the love of God, please bring back the Mooderous. I want the Mooderous. No. <laughs> I don't care what people say about the Mooderous. It's it's the ugliest, most amazing jersey ever. How do you how do you love that jersey, but you hate the Ducks reverse retro? The Ducks reverse retro. The Ducks great. reverse retro was absolutely, it was amazing because of how ugly it was. You said right? you hated it. I I didn't like it, and, and it, it took me a, it took me a couple of months to actually finally realize, you know, okay, fine, it's it's okay. But I mean, there were still some spectacular ugly jerseys from those reverse retros, like Arizona's and Los Angeles's. Uh, both of those jerseys were like ugly. They had like some purple in them, and maybe that's why I like them. But, uh, yeah, they were fantastic. So, anyways, uh, next little, again, random tangent off of that topic. But uh, we, we talked about uh, development camp uh, happening this past week for uh, some Stars prospects up in Frisco. And uh, starting tomorrow, actually, you could actually watch the games on DetroitRedWings.com if you want to go and watch them. But the Dallas Stars will be participating in the Traverse City tournament that is held in the Detroit area. Um, I, I don't know the teams off the top of my head about what uh, who they are. Actually, here we go. I have them right here. One of them is the Blues. Yep. So we have the, we have the Wings, uh, the Jackets, the Leafs, the Blues, and the Stars. So it's a five-team uh, tournament. And I, I think it's just uh, – it's literally just round-robin. There's no yeah. legit, like, you know uh, – Quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. There's none of that. But uh, what's really nice about this tournament, and one thing I didn't know about the history of this tournament, was that uh, Jim Nill was actually involved in the creation of this tournament, and it was it was partially his idea. So uh, kind of cool to think about. Here's the D League. That's what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Kinda. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kinda. But anyway, so here here's the uh, the games 
uh, that the Stars are going to be playing. On Thursday, they're playing the the Wings prospects at 6. On Friday, they're playing the Jackets at 6. On Sunday, they're playing the Leafs at 1. And then on Monday, they're playing the Blues at 11 a.m. So if you want to check out some hockey to get you some to get your fix on before the NHL season starts, uh, there you go. DetroitRedWings.com, and it will all be available there. So I, I, I won't be able to watch uh, thir- Thursday or Friday, but you better believe I'm going to be watching uh, Sunday for, for sure. So, uh, but we'll see. Um, do, do y'all get into these uh, prospect tournaments like this or not really? I haven't, but if it's for free on DetroitRedWings.com, then I'm going to watch. Yep. I, I, think, I think it's fantastic that they're actually doing that. So uh, we'll, we'll see how the Stars uh, prospects do in all of this. And uh, so let's get into uh, one other thing before we head into uh, talking about a couple of these prospects in development camp. But uh, Turner Sports actually recently just released their group of guys that they're going to have for their broadcasting team. And... Uh, I, th- I think this is a good thing. They've, they, they've got a lot of big names, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good uh, broadcasters as well. Uh, they've got um, the, what they call the A team. It's going to consist of Kenny Albert play by play with Eddie Olchek on commentary. So, you know, nothing new there with Eddie Olchek. He he's been really good. Their quote unquote B team will be Brendan Burke and Darren Pang, and then they'll have Keith Jones, who used to be. Uh, uh, with NBC on uh, NHL on NBC, so he'll be a part of that. And then uh, they've also got Jennifer Botrell, Jackie Redman, Tariq El-Bashir, so, you know, the typical big names that you've got. But uh, what's really cool about uh, their in-studio team is, and get a load of this, this is some big names. They've got yeah. Anson Carter, they've got Rick Tockett, they've got Paul Bissonette, who hosts uh, Spittin' Chicklets, and then, of course, they have none other than the great one, Wayne Gretzky, being on their in-studio uh, analyst team. I mean, I can't imagine how much money it must have cost to, to get him to come do this. So uh, with that announcement, with all those, especially with the Wayne Gretzky thing, what do you, what do you all think about, uh, about all those names I just kind of threw out there? This, that's going to make their in-studio show some must-watch TV <laughs> with right. Paul Bissonnette and Wayne Gretzky at the same desk. <laughs> what is, what is going to happen? <laughs> well, and they totally did that on purpose because they know the, 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 how how the podcast is uh, for Spit and Chicklets. So, uh, I mean, I, I love it. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the, this uh, tandem between uh, TNT and ESPN. And I'm really, really hoping that we're going to get some better national uh, hockey coverage than we yep. did with NBC. And what it's going to do is that's going to, like, make competition between the two companies as well. Like, NBC had full reign. So, like, if their product sucked, who cares? That's the only place you can watch hockey, so we're watching it there either way. But now that we've got TNT and ESPN doing it, like, if one of them is doing it substantially better, the more fair-weather national audience is going to watch the games on that on that program instead. So I think it's going to be awesome, and I can't. And I'm really looking forward to. And I'm super looking forward to the pregame stuff now on uh, TNT because that's that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's some big names right there. I, I mean, it, I, I can't. I, I'm like like you said, Chris, Paul Bissonnette, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, the, at the, the same table, to- at the same time. <laughs> I know that's like two totally different polarizing characters yeah. <laughs> in the in the hockey world, and it's just so weird. But like highest uh, esteem and most trash talk. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, hundred percent. So, uh, we're really looking forward to that and uh, seeing how that goes with uh, Turner Sports. So, um, the the only thing that I would mention is that I really hope that this that the NHL learned what they did wrong with NBC and growing the game of hockey because ultimately that's their that's their ploy, right? They're trying to grow the game, and uh, ESPN is really good about you know showing the, the superstars out to the the Fairweather fans. So I'm hoping that they do that. Um, will ESPN do that? I don't know. We'll see. They'll do it better than NBC did. Yeah, they, well, if we base it off of what we see in the NBA and, and uh, the NFL and stuff like that, I agree with you 100%. 
Okay, uh, let's talk about a couple of these players uh, that we've seen in development camp. And there's been a lot of articles recently about just singular players, right? So there's been a lot of articles recently that came out, like there's a Tyler Sagan article, there's a Jamie Benn article, there's a, uh, there's a Joe Pavelski article that was released a couple weeks ago. But recently, within the past couple of weeks, they've really been focusing in on some of these development camp prospects, including none other than Thomas Harley and Riley Damiani. Um, which would y'all like to start with first? Do you want to start with Damiani? Damiani? All right, let's go with Damiani first. So we'll, we'll start with him, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, with him, uh, what's your expectation of him coming into the season? Does he start on the opening night roster, or does he continue his development in the AHL? Let's explain what? the article a little bit first. Hold on. Uh, Slow your okay. roll, Ryan. Okay. okay first okay. of all, okay, Riley Damiani, 21-year-old guy, you know. He's trying to get his way into the NHL. So he's talking to, to Rich Peverly, you know, the guy who died and was resurrected on the ice. Jesus? Uh, <laughs> on the ice, you had to down the ice. Jesus. <laughs> Hockey Jesus. <laughs> um, but he talked about how Damiani is such a versatile player. Uh, in the article, he talks about how he really could have been playing on the penalty kill the whole year for Texas, for the Texas Stars, but they just couldn't do that because they needed him on offense. So the only reason he wasn't playing penalty kill was because it was too much. He would have had too much ice time at that at that time. Uh, but they're talking about moving him over from center to where is to where he normally plays and moving him off, off to right wing to try and get him some more playing time. Because as we all know from me and Ryan's discussions over the past week, we have five centers right now. <laughs> so uh, more than that, it's it, it, a sixth center. More than that, if you if you argue so, with other people, there may be they some say there's more than five. Yeah. So, which side tangent? Didn't like a few years ago we had no sinners. Anyway, moving on. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's gonna try and move to right wing, which is what he's been working on a lot during development camp. Which so on the wings you're a lot more in the boards and you're the one going down for pucks whenever they're chipped into the zone. And for five ten, Riley Damiani that's a little difficult but he's he's working on it and he's they've said he's gotten a lot better at it so he's trying to work his way into the lineup there and and hopefully on the penalty kill as well so he's definitely willing to take on a bottom six role if it means he can get into the nhl is what this article sounds like oh and that's a good point chris because it it seems like the whole point of this article is to point out that uh Yes, he's he, right now he's seen as like an offensive threat. He was a first-line center in the AHL and stuff like that, 36 points in 36 games, you know, a point-per-game player. But the fact that they're trying to broaden his horizon, add in more of the penalty kill, you know, focus more on the defensive side of the game. And we talked about this just last week, Chris, about how it's easier for a younger player to come into the NHL, even if he's a center, if he comes in on the wing he has less responsibility to have to deal with and maybe that's what we need from riley damiani right i mean we talked about this with him if jamie ben is the center on the third line which i i'm hoping that would is going to happen riley damiani would be a perfect option according to this article because we've talked about for and especially me i've been talking about even before we started this podcast for years about how we needed a scoring threat on that third line and someone that can kind of do all the things that like a Blake Coleman can do. Now we weren't going to go out and get Blake Coleman, but if if not Riley Dami, yeah, not a <laughs> six million way. No, I wouldn't. I'm glad we didn't pay that. But if he reading through this article, I just was thinking in the back of my head. I'm thinking, holy crap, this would be an absolute perfect fit for the third line if he yeah. if he's ready. If he's ready. Yeah, I mean, Peverly is saying that he's a full full complete player already and that he could play penalty kill and bottom six right now and that the only thing he needs to work on is his board his his play on the boards and he, he's saying he right now so if he can get that figured out completely and he can be that bottom six guy and he, that way he'll get the opportunity like you said if he's playing with ben he's going to get the opportunity to do the offense but his still his main role will still be on the on the penalty kill and on the more depth role kind of bottom six role but Heike, Heike and Peverly in this article are both saying that he can do that no doubt 
Yeah. So and... I would much rather see him in there than some of our older depth guys, definitely. So if he can fight his way into an NHL spot, that would be really awesome. And that's what he said he wants to do in this article. James, do you have any thoughts on, on any of this uh, with I mean, me and Chris backing off on this? It, it's funny because, like, I read the whole article and then, like, in there it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's 5'10 and only 7'20. So, like, he's got to get yeah. – yeah, sorry, one seventy. But he's he's gotta get dang five ten seven twenty seven hundred twenty pounds. Right. Dang man. Right. <laughs> exactly. But like he, it, it's it with him be, being not not being as good on the puck battles right now and trying to get better at that. That's gonna get better as he gets bigger too. So yeah. Well, and it would have been nice if he got bigger this offseason, though, but whatever. Right. Moving on. <laughs> right. It also says he's listed at 170, so maybe that's a little hike a hint that he looks bigger than that now. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we've talked about uh, – that was one of the big things we talked about with Ty Delandria, right, mm-hmm. was the fact that he was uh, getting – he was kind of getting pushed off the puck, and that was one of the reasons why he didn't get a ton of ice time in the NHL uh, as much as – one might have expected with all the injuries that we had. So, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to say this again because I, I got to point it out, but he, this guy was drafted in the fifth round. And the Stars have had a really good recent history with drafting guys out of the fifth round. Jamie Benn, out of the fifth round. John Klingberg, out of the fifth round. So, so call me crazy or superstitious or whatever, but if someone big is coming up like that out of the fifth round, I feel really good about the fact that he's going to be an NHLer, maybe even this season. Um, and again, I have no idea. I have normally I have an idea of whether a player is going to make it or not onto the opening night roster, but I honestly don't have a clue. Yeah, I haven't seen him enough. Hopefully, after this tournament, I could I can. Hopefully I can see enough with him being amongst other prospects too to see kind of if he looks like he can make that push. But I don't know if I'm good enough at watching prospects yet, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we ought to ask uh, Josh and Josh and uh, Sam to see what their thoughts are on that. But um, anyways, uh, I'm, hoping him, I'm hoping he makes the team because that, that would be really cool. And he, I think he's only 21, right? Is that what we said? Yeah, he's 21. Yeah. So uh, he's a much bigger offensive threat than any of our older depth guys would be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And we really which we need, need. <laughs> which we, yeah, we need somebody who can score on that third line and somebody who can maybe spruce some youth into Jamie Bennigan because he seemed to do okay on that third line uh, last year being a center. So maybe he'd be a good partner for Jamie Ben. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. And we'll find out very soon, actually, as well, with training camp coming up. Okay, uh, the other guy that we wanted to talk about and mention also was, you know, he, he's he's not going to make the camp. I, I can almost guarantee you that. And it's, Amen. I, I really don't see it happening. And it's and before before I go on, Thomas Harley, there you go. You got the name in your head, audience. I just don't see it just because of how stacked we are at, at defense. All right, you stars. didn't explain the article again. Going in to explain the article. <laughs> okay. So last year, Thomas Harley was supposed to be in the OHL, right? That's a junior league, so that's full of all of the younger players. But because of because of the COVID, because of the Rona, he didn't get to play in the OHL because they didn't have a season, so he went to the AHL instead. So him and the development guys, like like Peverly, they're both they're all saying that that was probably really good for him because he had to play against these much bigger guys and stuff, rather than these sixteen-year-old kids. Rather than yeah, how they phrase it, the sixteen-year-old kids on a Sunday afternoon, and he can do whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. he figured out that in the AHL, he's not that big anymore. So you know what he did this offseason? He got bigger. <laughs> so he's, he's, talking about, uh, he's talking about how much bigger he, he feels himself. So he feels already bigger. Let's see, let me see if I can find the quote because it was hilarious. Um, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, Ryan, talk. Um. All right, well, I'll go with the other thing real quick. The reason why I don't think he's going to make it is just because, and this was pointed out in the article as well, is that he just faces really, really tough odds because Dallas has uh, three def- talented defensemen who are going to take most of the skilled minutes this season anyway, and Haskin and Kleinberg and Suter. 
So, and then on top of that, the Stars have four other blue liners who are already on one-way contracts. S. Lindell, Andre Sekera, Hawkenpah, and Joel Hanley. Joel Hanley, I think, would be that seventh defenseman. So he just faces really bad odds against him just because of all the other defensemen that are uh, there. Yeah, and then, on, on the, and then on top of that, you know, I, I can't remember who it exactly it was. I think it was Petrovic. And then there was one other guy that Nil uh, signed that was a, a defenseman who was a veteran guy, an older guy. Not an old guy, but like a, you know, 28 to 32 aged kind of guy. And uh, who was seen as a depth defenseman. And he signed two of them. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, those guys are... I would say are behind the depth chart uh, on Joel Hanley. So, you know, you've got those nine guys and then Thomas Harley. So I, I just, I just don't see it for Thomas he's, Harley this yeah. season. He's definitely got an uphill battle, but the, this is, I found the quote that got me excited about it. So this is quoting uh, Thomas Harley. He said, I've noticed a couple of times just being stronger than the other guy. It's not something I'm really used to. The other day, Maverick Bork just ran into me, and I didn't even feel him. He fell right on his back. I just kind of laughed and skated up the ice. Just little things like that that I noticed. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he didn't like not being the biggest in the AHL, so he went out and got bigger, and now Maverick can't even try and hit him without falling. So that's what really excites me, that this guy, he's already big, and he can get bigger, and he's already gotten bigger, and he could be a really physical solid defensive guy so that's that's what i'm excited about is that he's made big obvious leaps and bounds in the offseason that it was enough for Heike to write a whole article about just how much bigger he's gotten <laughs> no it's not really fair to base it off of uh, his one game that he had in the 2020 bubble playoffs because one that was an extenuating circumstance with him even being there in the first place and second, it's been a year and a half now. It's been a full season since that happened. So, but when he when he played that one game, it it, it just seemed like he felt out of place. Just watch, just watching him on the ice, and that maybe that's just me coming from a a, a non trained scout's eye, just a, a, a crazy hardcore hockey fan kind of eye. But uh, one of the things that was also mentioned in this article, and and Peverly talked about this. And, and I, I, I kind of agree with the the intent and what he's trying to bring out here. The offense is there. The offense is already there. There's, there's no question that Harley offensively is ready for the NHL. But the thing that is going to get him to the next level, and, and let me quote this directly from Peverly, it's his defending that will take him to the next level. So, so I, I even sorry, stole this quote. But it, that's the thing that's going to get him to the next level. He's got to not only – play offense like Miro Haskinen, but he's also got to bulk up that defensive side of the puck. And a lot of the time, those offensive defensemen that we've seen come up in the NHL, the Kale McCars, the Quinn Hughes, the the Miro Haskinens. Miro Haskinen was kind of the exception, in my opinion, because he was already fantastic defensively. But the other two, they had a, they had to do a little bit more growing in the defensive side of the game before they were considered you know, those elite defensemen in the NHL. And I think that's something that Harley is missing. And if Harley is ready for that this season and defensively he's ready, that maybe make John Klingberg kind of expendable. And, and that's what I've, and that's (laughs) what, and that's what I've seen. And and I'm not saying that from my viewpoint that is coming from uh, the viewpoint of many members of the media. Try and say that five times fast, many members of the media. Anyways, uh, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think if, if he doesn't get to the NHL this year, he's definitely in the NHL in some capacity next year. So he, he's real close. My thing is, is that he's not he's not a bottom two pairing. You can't put Thomas Harley in the bottom I think two. He, I think he could be. No, the, the it, way that he's bulking up, the way he's getting bigger, and if he can really play that defensive hard-on-the-boards role, you can play that in the bottom two. You can be offensive and be on the bottom two. There's no rule that says you can't have a puck-moving guy on the bottom two. Right, but the way that J- that uh, Bonus implements his his strategy is that he like heavily leans on that top four. I mean, you yeah. you could you could see that in the 
even in the bubble playoffs, when we were like, holy crap, look, Mayor Haskinen's got 25 minutes, you know, Kleinberg's got 24. But Hays- if Harley is truly that much better, then he doesn't need to be in the AHL. Those minutes aren't going to help him. So the fewer minutes he's going to get in the NHL, and that's make also him a good point. That's a good point in the AHL. So, and and I really think he still needs one more year in the AHL to, because maybe he just needs to bulk up a little bit more and realize that he can, you know, bully people around like that, and get used to playing against men rather than you know, people in the OHL or whatever. But uh, I, I just I just think that he's like number ten on the, on on the draft board right now, and I think. Nil did that on purpose, signing those two uh, guys. I, I, Petrovic's one, I don't remember the other. But I think he signed them on purpose with the intent of no, of not wanting Harley to have to be pushed into the uh, NHL Stars lineup this upcoming season. And that's just what I think, based off of what I'm saying. But uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see where Thomas Harley ends up in the next Both couple of these of years. guys are really exciting. Yep. And, and what's funny about this is that one's a first-rounder, one's a fifth-rounder. So, you know, it, it is completely opposite ends of the spectrum. And, you know, one we, we kind of expected and Thomas Harley, you know, building up or whatever, and Riley Damiani was just a pleasant surprise. So uh, we'll see how those two guys go. There are so many other guys we could talk about, but we just don't have the time. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, hopefully another time. But... Maybe next week, hopefully, uh, as we're getting closer to the season, we can do an actual season preview for the Stars coming up next week. So, anyways, guys, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up that portion, and we're going to talk about our Who Cares segment for the evening, which, Christian, since it was your idea, why don't you go ahead and tell us what our Who Cares segment is for the evening. We are doing our favorite pizza restaurants. Favorite pizza restaurants? I mean, it can be frozen. It kind kinds of favorite kinds of pizza. Okay, I, mean, we, we, I think we just put pizza, didn't we? Yeah, we just put, we pizza. Just put pizza. But, we'll but, but we can, we'll yeah, we'll leave it. Leave it we can make it vague, vague, whatever you want. And you know, for y'all, I I'm expecting something, but I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. So James, you want to go first? You want to talk about your favorite pizzas? Talk about your pizza restaurant or <laughs> talk about my favorite pizza and or type of pizza? Pi- it's not a type of pizza. It's no. It's just cheese pizza okay just oh just bland untainted plain cheese pizza it is delicious you don't need anything on it it's perfect the way it is cheese (laughs) tomato sauce and bread that's it i I like cheese pizza if i'm getting like new york style but if i'm getting domino's pizza and it's just cheese just cheese If, if if it's not good when it's just cheese the pizza isn't good i mean that's true but it's still pizza yeah, that's also true. You know, I, I'm with you, Chris. Like, if, if it's going to be just a plain cheese pizza, it better be New York style. Have y'all tried Chicago-style pizza before? I haven't. I want to. No? What, what about brick oven pizza? Have y'all tried that before? Hell yeah. Brick oven pizza would be schmacky. Yeah, brick oven pizza. Is, I don't know what it it's is about specky, brick mate. oven. And, and it's specifically if you get it with, and I know this seems crazy too, but not, a, not like electric heated brick oven. Like a real true brick oven pizza like with charcoal or wood or whatever the the, the people use like th- that is absolutely fantastic I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about it but i love it way more than just uh just like an, an electric heated brick oven pizza it's yum yep um i mean my favorite pizza is obviously pepperoni i mean y'all know that because i've always eaten pepperoni but the what makes it even better is it has to be stuffed crust Absolutely has to be stuffed crust. Stuffed crust overrated. Not that good. Screw you. Screw you, really. Stuffed crust makes pizza just better. Like, you could take any pizza if in the five. world. You could take any... <laughs> you got me. Dang it. I, I tried not to laugh. But, but you could take any pizza in the world and just make it just a little bit better. Throw stuffed crust on it. Okay, all right. Let me ask you this: Why am dip it in garlic butter? There's a way no, 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 no. Hey, have, what about this? Have y'all tried Hungry Howies? Have y'all had Hungry Howies? Before? I have a Hungry Howies here, but I've never had it. I've never had Hungry Howies. Have you? Yes, there was one in my college town, and it was, it was okay. 
their their main thing was all about their their flavored crust. So that's like yeah. what they're known it for. It looks weird. It, it's actually pretty good. It's not bad. Um, all right, moving on to Chris. Chris went with the classic uh, "Who Cares" format. So I have uh, top top three. So number three for uh, for I I chose readily to get pizzas so that y'all can have an opinion against me. So number three is bagel bites. Those are okay. Bagel bites. I don't, bites I, I, are I don't mind those. I love. I don't mind those. I like. Here's the controversial <laughs> that y'all are gonna disagree with. I like bagel bites more than Totino's pizza rolls. Okay, now nah, that's too far. That's bagel way too far. So good. The bagel, so delicious. The sauce. It's way too much bread. Yeah, bread is too good. much. No, you it's like too bread? much bread. No, the, the what makes the pizza the pizza is the sauce. Nah, the sauce bread, and the cheese, not the bread. If, bread it, if there's too much, it, 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 it's just like a hamburger. It's just like a hamburger. If there's too much bread, it's not a good hamburger. The focus it's has got to be on the toppings and the cheese and the and the meat and stuff. All right, moving on. Uh, number two is Little Caesars. So there's two reasons for this. One, I can just it's drive cheap. there and pick up a pizza, and it's five dollars. That's amazing. A whole pizza, a whole <laughs> one, like a big whole thing is five bucks. That's not awesome. Sponsored. We're definitely sponsored. Have you, <laughs> number two reason for Little Caesars being at number two. Have you had their deep dish or deep, thick crust, whatever it is, pizza? Not sponsored. Their deep that's, dish pepperoni? That stuff is actually good. I will put that against any pizza because it's delicious. It's like Sicilian style, you know, so it's got the thick bread. I think I just like bread. I think that's what I'm learning. I, I was about to say, yeah. I like bread. But anyway, it's amazing. It's crunchy. It's got little crispy, cheesy bits on the end. It's nice and nice and golden on the bottom. It's delicious. That one's a little more expensive. You gotta like order it too, so it's a little bit of a hassle. But whatever. It, it's still less than ten bucks, right? It's less than ten. I think it's, it's eight, less than ten bucks. $8. Yeah, it's eight dollars. Yeah. It's a, it's a frick ton of pizza, dude. And since it's like bread, it's like two slices fill you up, and you still got six more of those suckers. Moving talk on. Talk about talk about food planning. The, the number one pizza is Domino's. Domino's really? is just good. Yes, I do. Their crust, they put the little garlic stuff on it, like I was just saying earlier. The garlic on the crust, amazing. Love garlic. I, I'm honestly I'm honestly a little surprised at you, Chris, because what I expected you to say is number, number one was Double Dave's. No. No? Really? Uh, I mean, and I was doing readily made. Double Dave's is really good. But it's not but readily made. I guess that's that kind of defeats the point. Yeah, yeah and, that defeats the point. <laughs> and the best thing at Double Dave's is the pizza rolls. So it's not even the pizza. I've had their pizza. Their pizza's good, and it's very different and unique, but their best thing is the pizza rolls. If y'all know what I'm talking about, it's like a college station. I think there's one in Waco now, too, but it's a very regional thing. But they got – so they have pizza rolls, but it's not like a Totino's pizza roll. They literally take, like, a slice of pizza and, like, roll it up. Is it like, like a long is it, little tube of? Is it like a pizza. Stromboli kind of? Is it like that big, like a Stromboli size kind of thing? I don't even know what the heck a Stromboli is, bro. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty big. It's it, it's like an Italian thing. It's it's kind of like about that you mean a big. Calzone. I guess it's kind of like a calzone, but bigger than a calzone. Nah, it's it's smaller than a calzone. It's like it's like if you took a slice of pizza and you rolled it up. That's the size. Yeah. Okay. Well. Like tip to crust. But it's real good. You dip it in. You can dip it in the ranch or the marinara. Both are very good options. It also makes putting ranch on the pizza more acceptable. And that's the only time I accept it is when it's in pizza roll form. Mm -hmm. So how do we get on Double Dave's? My number one. Because I mentioned Domino's. it. Yeah, because I mentioned Double Dave's because I was surprised Man. you didn't put the Double next. Dave's. Who cares? Is going to be only pizza rolls. I could do that in College Station. Pizza rolls are a big thing here. Really? Like every place has pizza rolls. But anyway, yeah, out Domino's here. is great. They got the eight ninety nine carryout deal. Won the five ninety nine uh, mix and match two deal. No, but that one's you gotta get two, and then you're at twelve dollars. Still, that's awesome. You can get like a you can get a pizza and get the cheesy $12. bread. I don't have twelve dollars. If you want to give me twelve dollars, I'll do the mix and match. <laughs> but until I get twelve dollars, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the eight ninety nine carryout. But it, I think it's seven ninety nine. I don't know. It's around eight dollars. That's, that's still not bad. And that's though. for a large pizza, and you get three toppings. And then I go pepperoni, peppers, and onions. That's amazing. That's just that's classic American pizza. You know, there's New York pizza, 
there's Chicago pizza, but Domino's, that's American pizza. <laughs> Everybody can munch on some Domino's and be happy. Have y'all ever tried uh, pepperoni and jalapeno before? Pepperoni jalapeno is my That's actually two really good. Domino's. Yeah, that's Schmack, that's really if good. I want to burn my face off. I'm getting pepperoni jalapeno. Right. I've always wanted to try and put like uh, Carolina Reapers on a on a no, pizza before with just, <laughs> just, just, to try, just to try just to try it. Okay, I tried one bite of a ghost pepper. Like I bit the a ghost pepper. Not even not even a Carolina not even Reaper. A, Reaper, a ghost pepper. I okay. bit the skin on it. Didn't get a seed at all. I almost vomited. Oh golly, <laughs> that's bad. That's it bad. was so bad. Do not eat peppers. Like straight peppers, unless it's a jalapeno. It may you can maybe do a habanero if you're a big spicy boy. But don't eat straight peppers. They taste terrible, too. The ghost pepper was so bad. I really? thought I ate something that died. It can't be that bad. I, oh, I say that. Fine, I've never, I've never tried a ghost pepper before. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I've always wanted to try a Carolina Reaper just to say that I have. Because uh, a lot of the kids at the school where I teach are like, have you ever tried a Carolina Reaper before? And I'm like, if you give me five bucks, I'll do it. That's a really strange question to ask your band director. But, I know, you know. I know. But they're, I mean, they're sixth graders. What do you expect? Okay, and, and these days. okay. Now I gotta ask. I gotta ask this question because this is the the you know the age old question. Ask it when it comes to pizza. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. It doesn't even belong in the same paragraph. Agreed, hundred percent. Okay, finally, Chris, we agree on something. James, you're being silent. James. James, you better I'm not. Technically, on your side. No, like, you're no. either you're in, there's you're no technically. No, I, no, okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is that sometimes some fruit and some some nice meat and hot food together it just tastes really good. Okay. Nope. Oh Mute my him. no! Him, oh my him. goodness! James. Muted. James. He's never coming back. This is the last time you're gonna be hearing from produ producer James ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. That, that's the first time, Chris, you've been on the majority side every single issue tonight. Every single issue. And it's either been James on the other side or me I'm on the other right. side. I'm always right. I'm always right. No, you're Everybody always... Everybody who listens to this podcast <laughs> knows I'm always right. That's why they come back. Because I'm a magician. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, if I had to go with, like, a favorite pizza restaurant, I'll just do one. But I'll, I'll And I like Domino's. Domino's is normally where I order from. But if I really want like a pizza, and again, I have money and I have a job, so pizza. this is this is right. It's kind of out of y'all's price range, but Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, I love. It, That's they so have sad. Pizza Hut's out of my price range. I'm so poor. It is. It's it's so amazing. And then Sundays, at least uh, where I went to college at, uh, the Pizza Hut in Nacogdoches, Texas, had a pizza buffet. And they didn't do those little, like, cheesy little dumb, no pun intended. They didn't do the, tum the dumb little small pizzas. They did, like, full-size pizzas. You could grab as many slices as you wanted and eat. Double Sunday days. lunch. Sunday Double. lunch buffet. Double oh, I love has it. pizza buffets for lunch. Those are amazing. They have pizza rolls. They have full pizzas. They got desserts. They got salad. Double Dave's. Double Dave's pizza buffet is the best. That's the greatest. Before we sign off, little A&M update. We barely beat Colorado. It was very scary. We lost our number one quarterback. I'm very scared. Zach Calzada looks terrible. We kept throwing the football. I don't know why we were doing that. I was blowing up our family group chat with upset words about that. But and the okay. running back y'all have, he can run the football. We he, have he's three decent. running backs who can run the football. He's not, yeah. and they're all great. Okay, M moving on. We're still going to win the national championship. We're still going to beat Bama. Uh, yeah. Beat New Mexico this week. I'm going to the Arkansas game in Arlington the week after that, and then we're going to be back here in Kyle Field beating Bama. I'm going to storm the field. Y'all check me out on whatever radio station that is. ESPN. Radio at, station. Oh, TV station that's on. <laughs> everybody on everybody tune in to the radio to, to watch radio. Chris get on the, the field. Foundation. <laughs> They're, they're, they're on there. But I'll be the one jumping on the field goal post. Y'all check me out three weeks from now. Yeah, and you're going to be holding a Double Dave's uh, pizza roll in Double one Dave hand and then and then Mountain Dew uh, Baja Blast in the other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, I, I think that's going to cut it out for us tonight before we get any weirder or crazier tonight. 
uh, Chris, uh, once again, thanks, thanks for coming on. James, thanks for coming on. James is going to start coming on as more of a regular person. So we're, he's going to become the official third member of this podcast. So we need help. Yeah, and we do need help. Uh, Sorry. I mean, I need, I need a lot of help. So, and J- and James is going to be our stats guy too. He's going to, you know, throw useless random facts of stats at us whenever he wants. Well, we and we're do, just going to go. Need a segment for James. Stupid yeah. stats. Stupid stats with James. I like it. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks once again for tuning in uh, to Starcast Checker Marks, a member of the the Hockey Podcast Network. The Hockey Podcast Network. And we are sponsored by DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring this episode. And uh, make sure you follow us. HPN on DraftKings for free things. I don't know what it is this week, but it's something. Yep, there's always something new. There's always good stuff. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR, on Instagram, and also make sure you like us on Facebook. And uh, we will be back with you guys here in about a week. And then when the season starts, we'll be with you guys every single game, after every single game. So we're looking forward to that. Right here uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network. See you guys uh, on the flip side. I'm going to steal my promo. Have a good night, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Ha, I said it first.